Hello, hello. Welcome to the Mother Days. I'm your host, Teresa Palmer. And I am Sarah Wright Olson. Hi, daisies. Hi, <laughs> Sarah. It's your birthday. Happy birthday, Sarah. <laughs> well, not quite today, but this is our 40th birthday episode for Sarah. Woo! <laughs> Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco? Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Oh my gosh, girl, you made it. You've made, it, made it to 40. I made what is it. For, what does 40 feel like? What, what does that feel like? I'm, I'm only a few years behind you. I want to know. Give me all the things. Thank you. Uh, Yes. Okay. So 40. It's weird. (laughs) I will say it's weird. When I turned 25, I had a um, full on like crisis of life. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so old. (laughs) Wait, what? Yes. What? Yes. I had this weird crisis. And I was just like, uh, what am I doing with my life? And like, I, you know, I was in an amazing relationship, but work wise, I was just like, I don't know, like, our business is so up and down. And I was just like, in this like funky way. And it was so funny, because I just remember being like, like, is this what I'm doing? Like, you know, I feel like I haven't found my full passion yet. And it's just funny because now looking back, I think, um, just keep going. Like you're about to get there, right? You're about to figure out the things that like light Light you up. up. And I sort of like tapped into like little things along the way. Like I tried taking children's book writing classes or like, you know, I was like doing all these little things that sort of led me to a place of like passions that I loved later on when I was a mom. So anyway, but, um, but I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, um, well, look at your, you know, cause they were asking me like, Oh, you're, I heard your birthday's coming up. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually turning 40. And they were like, what? And they go, wow, your thirties have been this time in which you created your whole life. Like, look at it. Mm. Like, look at everything that you sort of put together. Right. And I was like, wow, it was amazing because I did. Um, I got pregnant with Wyatt when I was 29 and mm. I gave birth to him when uh, I was 29 and then I turned 30 a month later. And wow. so my motherhood journey really started at the beginning of my 30s. And, you know, and then I had babies and work and like all the things. Um, so it's just been such a decade of growth. 
And it's definitely not what I anticipated at all. Do you still feel like what age do you feel? I was asking someone this the other day. I think I'm going to feel 29 to like 32. Yeah, forever. I don't know why that is. It's just like I'm in such a different place in my like health journey than I was in my like 20s and early 30s too, where I'm like doing so much to take care of myself and like really focusing and thinking about health, which is just so funny because everything that you read about like people in their forties, like health is so important, you know, like Mm -hmm. pay attention to your health, but you do get to this place where you're like, I really need to make sure I'm taking care of myself and like get checked out. And, you know, so, um, yeah, so it's not, I don't, it's not what I expected to um, feel like at 40. I remember (laughs) thinking that 40 was so old when I was younger, like when I was like 16, like a teenager, like the 40 year old parents, I was like, oh my God, they are so ancient. Look at them. Like how boring (laughs) must their lives be? And then it's wild to be sitting in that place now being like, wait, we're still fun. And we got tons of friends and we, we adventure and we do like the fact that I had such a strange judgment (laughs) on that age when I I was a teenager. It was a different time. It was a different time because for me, like I grew up with teenage parents, like very young, you know, people, but I remember my, my mom and dad turned 40, like the year I turned 20, right? What? Yes. And so <laughs> I remember thinking how they were old because <laughs> <laughs> I was 20 and, um, and my dad was like always telling me about how everything hurt, you know, like, oh, oh you God. know, he was like, making so many like noises when you would get up from the floor, he'd be like, Oh, my knees hurt or my back hurts or like whatever. And he'd like make jokes about how old he was. So I always thought about 40 being so old because of that. And then I'm like, no, it's just, it's your own, you know, perception of it. Right. So like, as I've been inching closer towards it, it's been more and more exciting because I'm like, what does this decade have to in store for our lives and our family? And, you know, it's like, how exciting. It's a positive thing. (laughs) It's such a positive thing. And today we thought for this 40th celebration, we were going to do 40 for 40. So we've come up with a list (laughs) of things. And guys, it might not be exactly 40 so please don't count yeah. I mean that would be very lame if you were counting all of them please <laughs> um we're just gonna sort of free flow but we've got this loose list of things we've learned little tidbits little bits of advice like just things that are meaningful to us um all the stuff that we've learned over the past decade or so so um did you want to jump in Sarah I, yeah. she was reading me some of them before and I was like <laughs> oh my god tears <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, I love it. Yes. So um, I think I'll start with maybe one of my favorites. It's been so impactful in my life forever. But when I was younger, I think I was like a teenager and my dad and I, sometimes we had trouble like communicating with each other. And so my dad would write me letters and he would slip them under my door. And, um, and then I would read them and I would write letters back to him. And it would always be about some like big issue, right? that or it felt really big at the time, like it was going on at school or uh, with a boyfriend or whatever it was. But um, my dad said something to me one time 
I don't remember what the problem was, but he was like, the hardest thing to do and the right thing to do are usually the same thing. And he was like, so when you get to this crossroads in life, when you get to these places and you're like, what should I do here? Um, sometimes it feels really easy to like cheat out of something or like, Mm -hmm. you know, not stay in the comfort zone. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay in this because it's easier. Um, but usually like the harder decision is the one. And so I've used it every time that I've come to a place in life that's been like really intense. And I've been like, wait, okay. The, uh, the hardest decision (laughs) is that one is the right one. And that's the one that's the right one. Mm -hmm. I was just like for randomly what popped into my head, even though this (laughs) isn't very big, but still (laughs) I just like, you told that story on the podcast about how like challenging it was to go and like take that dude down who was being so inappropriate with you. And like, I, when you were telling that story, I remember I would be the cop-out version, which would be like, oh, that's <laughs> too hard. Even though my gut would be like, you've got to go say something. But yeah. you did. You followed through. And even though that was challenging, like very uncomfortable for you, yes. you did it. And it was the right thing to do. So um, uh, on like a smaller scale, I feel like you really are living by that. And that's so nice. <laughs> All right, as you guys know, we are we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, a silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural, citrusy scent. 
I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness. It's self-love. It's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OSEAMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. Do you have one? Yeah. So Mark has tattoos all over him, but they're like, they're not like those hardcore tattoos where it's like, you know, crazy dark imagery and stuff. He's got like very sort of flowery images, spiritual. He's got like on the back of his arm, he says, um, have a great day. And then on the back of his neck, because he wanted in the line at like Starbucks for someone to read his tattoo and it says, have a great day. He's like, I really love people being able to see that. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, that's so sweet. That's really cute. Um, On the back of his neck, he has forgive everyone. And I remember being like, but Mm. what if it's so insane? Like, how can you actually forgive everyone? And he was like, but it's better for you to forgive everyone. If you can really like dig deep within yourself and Mm. find love, compassion and forgiveness, it doesn't Mm. mean that that experience hasn't shaped the person that you are and it hasn't like, been a part of a growth for you, but it does mean that you are liberating yourself from sitting in any like really negative, uncomfortable, resentful feelings towards another person that will just have an erosive effect on you. Mm. He's like, so if you can get to a place of like, just like pouring out love and forgiveness, you don't have to Mm. be friends with that particular person who's hurt you or, um, you know, rebuild bridges, but within yourself, if you can find a place of forgiveness, it's so freeing. So So that was one I wanted to say, um, forgiveness, leaning into that as much as you can. Oh, I love it. Okay. The next one is from Eric's dad. Um, Mm -hmm. and it is behind every action is a human being. And, Mm. um, I love that one. And Eric, you know, he told the story about when he was like five years old and, um, he is at the gym with his dad. His dad is a track and cross country coach at Augustana college. And, um, he's with his dad at the gym and they go to the restroom and Eric's chewing gum and he walks in and he goes up to one of those like old school urinals and um, he spits his gum out in the urinal and his dad notices and he looks at the gum and then he looks at Eric and looks back at the gum and he's like, how do you think that gets out of there? And then Eric's like, I don't know. And 
he says, well, is it small enough to go down the holes? And he looks at the gum and he's like, no. And so he goes, well, how do you think that gets out of there? And he's like, I don't know. And so he looks at it again and he says, come with me. And so they go and they wash their hands and then they go out and they go down a hallway and then down a corridor and down some stairs and down towards the basement to this area that like Eric's never been before. And and they walk up to this door and he knocks on the door and he's like, hey, Jose. This guy comes out and he's like, you know, how is your, and he names the wife and talks about the wife a little bit. And he's like, oh, and how are your daughters? And like names the daughters, you know, and asks them about their activities and like all the things and, you know, knows what's going on in his life. And so they just catch up for a minute. And then he says, you know, I've never had a chance to introduce you to my son. This is my son, Eric. And he's like, oh, hi, Eric, you know, and then they chat a little bit more. And he's like, all right, well, we're just, you know, making the rounds. So um, he walks him back up and, you know, takes off and, um, and then he stops with Eric and, and he looks at him and he says, that is the person that has to reach down and grab your gum and take it out of the urinal and throw it away. Behind every action is a human being. And then of course, like Eric wanted to go back himself and clean his gum out of the urinal. And it's a story that stayed with him forever. Oh my gosh, I love that. He told told that story in the, to our children. And so we really talk about that a lot um, in our home. We talk about like, you know, just when you leave a restaurant, like people leave stuff on the floor, like we clean it up and we wipe the table and like put our plates all together and like whatever it is, because, um, you know, there's, there is a human who mm. is working there, who is going to come back and maybe it'll make them smile that it's like a little bit cleaner that time. Maybe that will oh give them gosh. like a little Do token you know, of. Yes. I love that one. I no, I just love <laughs> that one. I love that one so much. Good. I Because even like you can pull that into your household. You can pull that yes. into like when your 100%. kids leave stuff around. It's like, you know, I said that to my kids as well. I've been saying it to Isaac recently, like, You've left that there knowing that there is someone else in this family mm-hmm. who's going to take time out of doing things for their own self or, you know, for instance, you know, Isaac's obviously at school and, you know, he's working very hard in grade 10. Um, and I was like, it only takes 30 seconds to mm-hmm. pick up that bowl, pick up that thing, take it over to the sink so that like we're not knocking on the door and trying to gather up all of your trash and put it away. Like it Mm -hmm. only takes 30 seconds just to be mindful of your actions. But um, the reason I love that one so much is because I'm obsessed. This was on my list actually to say everyone needs to watch the movie Triangle of Sadness. Everyone needs to watch it. It is about. I haven't seen it. It's about like class and privilege and beauty and hierarchy. And there's just so, so many amazing messages in this movie. And I knew my husband would love it. And I forced him to watch it because he was really tired. And I was like, you need to watch this movie. It'll change your life. (laughs) Anyway, he watched it and he was like, hands down, the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, Which says a lot coming from Mark. But that film is all about this stuff. Wow. In a like heightened way. Like what would happen? Like what really happens? All these people, all this like, you know, it's like set on a yacht. And so like wealthy, the wealthy people and what their actions do and who it affects. Um, and, And just like, 
status and privilege and wealth and all those things. So I've been so into this movie and I think you hit the nail on the head. It's because everything you do has ripple effects and it Mm. can affect other people. So be mindful of your actions. Love that. I mean, great. I love it so much. Um, Okay. So one that I learned, I guess, probably say eight years ago was it is never too late to change aspects of who you are or or just evolve in some particular way that you are longing for. So for instance, you know, when we have these narratives about ourselves, like, oh, well, that's just not the mum that I am. I'm not the like birthday cake making crafty mum. I'm not like the one that's super organized with my calendar and this and that. I'm just always like a little bit late. Like all those things, if you have the willingness to change Mm -hmm. your patterns and your way of being, you most certainly can at any age. I think, you know, they always say like, you can't teach old dogs new tricks. That's not true. You totally can. And I had this real like habit of being messy and like they were just too, I never grew up. I never grew up in a, like a household where it was, there was a lot of value placed on cleanliness and tidiness. Well, I did at one household, but the the household I was mainly at, um, it was like, whatever. We just didn't, we didn't put a lot of value on like keeping a tidy home. So I grew up and I just never had, I just never had my house like lined up, straightened up, clean. It was just the way it was. And I was like, oh, woo, I'm just like a firecracker. I come in and, you know, everything gets untidy. And (laughs) then I'm usually running late. And, and then I was like, I actually want to change that about myself. I, Mm. I don't want that to be my narrative just because it wasn't a part of my life growing up. Like I can learn to make my own habits and my own flow of being. And also if I do that now, when I have children, which was right, I made that transition right as I was um, having Bodhi, then I'm setting a new sort of precedent in our household for our kids where like we all have responsibilities and we all keep a tidy house and we know that like mum really does like being on time. So it's like something that I do value. It's a it's an, it took an effort to change that part of me because I think it probably didn't come very naturally, but I really worked on it. And I would say after a full year, I really switched this part of my being. And I now do value these things and they are a part of my life and I do get to model them for my children. And that makes me feel happy. So whatever it is, Whatever it is in your life, people, um, if there's something about yourself where you're like, I'd, like Sarah, I do want to make a change and I do want to wake up early and I do want to do some self-care and I want to go on my Peloton or do my sauna and cold plunge, you can make those changes. It's never mm-hmm. too late. Um, that makes me think of like how my daughter's kindergarten year, so that was last year, um, it felt really overwhelming how much 
how many emails we were getting. Mm -hmm. And um, they had like Monday letter home from like, you know, each class. And then it was like, you know, emails from all the teachers and emails from the school and like every, it was just like so much information. And so between that and then any kind of work and any kind of like, you know, stuff with the baby or whatever, it just felt like, woof. I felt like I was constantly trying to catch up, play catch up. And, um, this year I was like, I don't want it to be like that. I need to figure Mm. out how to be more organized in my like Google calendar and my Mm. email, like all of it. I need to figure out how to make that more concise. And so I spent time like putting everything into my calendar, syncing everything. Like I check it. It's part of my routine now that I check it every day. I read the letters from the teachers and I like implement anything I need to. I'm working so hard to stay ahead of it because I was always like, oh yeah, I'm really bad at a calendar. I'm really not great at email. Like I'm Mm. trying, but I'm not, but it was just really that like, it wasn't my priority and I actually feel better. It's not now that it's like the priority, but I've made it a priority in my life Mm. and And I feel better. Yes. And so um, I don't feel like I'm constantly behind or and of course, you still forget things like I still am like, oh, wait, what I was supposed to do what? Um, It's like, I missed that one thing, but I'm not missing 10 things. I might miss like one um, thing. So you made a a shift at a later age in your life and it feels good. This year. I so appreciate it. Um, Appreciate that you bringing that one up because I think it's so great. And yeah. um, Yeah. Okay. So next one. So this was was me specific. So it really just depends on like where you're at in life. um, If you want to take this to heart or just hear it. And um, but for me, it was like, uh, you know, definitely the last couple of years, I started to feel like I was missing this element of um, spiritual practice of like Mm. getting into some sort of a connection with you guys have heard me talk about like connecting to the other side and like, you know, feeling like I was more energetically connected to like, you know, whatever you call it, the universe, God. Um, Yeah, exactly. So um, for me, like getting deeper into more of a spiritual practice was something that actually started to open me up in a way. And it was nothing like profound. It was more so just like, you know, starting with gratitude, gratitude first, which is also on my list. So I'm knocking out two and one here, but (laughs) gratitude first thing in the morning. And, you know, with gratitude also comes along with like connecting to my team of light and to God and the universe and just being like, thank you. Thank you for how you, you know, help me with my intuition, the gut feelings that I have and like, um, and for my family and for my health and like all of these things. And it's funny, I was sitting with Eric the other day and he was like trying to, he was about to do the cold plunge and he was like, yeah, I have to distract myself. And I was like, have you ever tried like, instead of distracting yourself with a phone or like whatever, I was like, have you tried like going through your gratitude list? And he was like, I don't really know how to do Like, show me what you mean by that. And so I was sitting there and I was like, 
well, okay, I start, I just sort of like go from the top of my brain, right? And I go, um, I'm so grateful that I woke up this morning and then I get to live this life. And then I'm surrounded mm-hmm. by these people that I love. And I'm grateful to be in this home and it's cozy and it feels safe and warm and wonderful to me. And I am so grateful that I get to look outside at these beautiful plants and see like, you know, bees buzzing and butterflies and that sunset. And, you know, I get to drink coffee and I was like, I really start at the top of my day and I go through just the little things in life and say, like, these are really beautiful and they like make me feel emotional because they're, um, because I just feel like I see so much more when I'm grateful for what's around me. Right. And so he was like, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that that's what you meant by that, but yes. So, um, that is part of my spiritual practice. It's like Mm. getting in tune with everything that's around me and just like expressing my gratitude for it by writing it down, by saying it in my head, by saying it out loud. Um, but it's not something I ever did in my twenties. And in my 30s, it, uh, you know, is something that sort of came to me in the last couple of years. Wow. Um, and it's Even been, you just right. saying those things, I'm picturing like the sunset and I'm picturing how it feels to be outside. And I think we can all feel that when we're walking outside and we're passing trees and we're really taking life in. And it takes me back to when we witness babies in that most pure state Mm -hmm. and they are just absorbing everything without any preconceived ideas or judgment. They're just so present and just like wide open, like sponges learning so much about the universe and the people around them. And to be able to tap into that, even for just five minutes a day, totally recharges you. So that is an amazing one. I love that. I love it. It's such a game changer. Game changer. Um, okay. It is okay to outgrow people and things. Mm. Yes. This one. Major. I feel this one. Listen up, buttercup. (laughs) Listen up, people. Listen up. This is big. This is a big one. I don't think this is one that you can really tap into in younger years. I mean, if you can, Mm. wow, amazing. But it's like, I, I didn't get there. And I was younger. Same. Because you just, again, you're like sort of set in your ways. You have your little routines and you just like distracted by the busyness of life. And so you keep the same friends and you keep, but at a certain point, you, your life expands, right? Especially when you have kids and then you have more kids. And then like your, if your work is expanding as well, and suddenly your life is so busy and you have school drop-offs and you've got so many things to plan and kids and you want to meet the needs of everyone. And if you have those friends um, in your life that this was actually, Sarah had one as well on her list that I think this sort of ties into as well. If you have friends in your life where you leave feeling bad about yourself or Mm -hmm. ashamed or like looking at yourself in a way that feels like pretty negative um, or you're just, you have that person that like comes to you and just does a big negative dump and you spend the entire hour with them, like trying to help them pull them out of the place. But then the next time you see them, it's the same thing. And there's been no like evolution or no shift or no self-reflection. And it just starts to like wear on you every time you're connecting with that person. 
they are the sorts of friendships and they are the sorts of people that it's okay to start realizing that maybe you've outgrown them. And I found that once I tapped into my spiritual journey um, and it was so fine that other people in my life weren't in their own spiritual journey, but I just found that I started aligning better with people who also were trotting along that like-minded path. So I can now say at the age of almost 38, every single one of my friends, every single one of the people that I value and have in my inner circle, I love them so deeply. They love me so deeply. I leave feeling energized. Like I can take on the world that I feel so inspired. <laughs> I love those people so much. And the other friends of mine over the years, I've spent less and less time with. Yes. And so that is why I wanted to bring this one up. It's okay to outgrow people. And it's also okay to outgrow things like possessions and things as well so that was a huge one for me huge I love that so much like I look back over you know the last decade and you think about like you know even or two decades you like think about people that you were you know friends with in your early 20s or like even how you came into relationships and friendships and how they sort of were in the dynamic and then how it transitions when, you know, you become a parent and, Mm -hmm. um, and then showing up for people and what that looks like. And like, I don't know, it's just like sort of some of the priorities start to come into a little bit more of alignment. And then, um, you also think about like, what do I want my kids to be around? What do I want them to see? And, And what do I want my kids to see? me so like who do I want my kids to see me surrounding myself with and like who am I talking about all the time is like I love this person this person Mm. lights me up this person you know makes me feel so good and like they're like family and you know and I want them to see those healthy relationships and like um, spend time with the people who I can see are similar in terms of like you know kindness and being um, there for other human beings and mm. being thoughtful and like, you know, really caring about um, your life and, you know, friendship and everything. So anyway, I love, love that you said that because I think it's so important and it's still something that I work on because I definitely tend to like, you know, a lot of people sort of come in and out of my life, but um but it's it's hard sometimes to break up with friendships mm-hmm. that are maybe not great for you. So I'll add to that too, that once I've let go of a dynamic that's maybe not serving me, mm-hmm. it actually opens me up to meeting like new, incredible yes. people. It's almost like yeah. I now have the space where I'm, I have this open energy and I'm just yep. like in flow with my highest vibration and someone will come along and I'm like, oh, like I've just made one of my new best friends, Carolina, I love you, um, <laughs> has just come into my life. She's a mama four and I'm around her and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was meant to be friends with this person. This was, it's such an unbelievable friendship that I've made later in my life. And it's so nice to find someone so aligned um, yes. and so in the same like rhythm. And it only came out of 
you know, me moving away from other sort of friendships that were probably not as aligned. So yes, that is a, that is a big one. And that's why I wanted to add that in here. Love that. So, okay. So another one is, uh, actually this is just kind of like a cute thing that I'm going to throw in now. Cause we've had a lot of really wonderful life lesson ones, but order pizza eat it <laughs> <Yes>. outside. <laughs> <laughs> in the back of a pickup, outside yes. at a camping, outside on your front yard, whatever it is, eat it under the stars. Um, oh. it, there's something really amazing about um, just taking time to do that and to do something as and cute and fun. And do we that. do it a lot. <laughs> we do it a lot. But it, it brings me so much joy. It doesn't have to be pizza. Can we do that with you? Yes. Can we? Let's do it this Saturday. I know we're hanging okay, out this amazing. Saturday. Let's do it this Saturday. <laughs> Saturday night. That's what we're doing. We're going to sit in the pickup. We're going to have our pizza. It's the best. My favorite. I'm going to add to that because I've done um, this with the Olsons before. And it was one of my favorite things. So growing up, we had drive-ins, which was so fun. And obviously, like in my mom's generation, they only had drive-ins really, where you'd like drive your car up and um, there'd be a big, for for the younger people who are like, what's a (laughs) drive-in? You'd just be a whole pile of cars watching a movie and you'd like tune into the radio station and you'd listen (laughs) through the speakers. It was so cool. Or if you were like me back in the day, my mom and I never had a car with a radio. So you would get the old janky speakers and you'd put yes. them over the car window <laughs> and you'd like listen to the movie that way. But Sarah and I and Eric and Mark, we did this when we were in Idaho. We yeah. went to this really cool drive in. We watched a movie with the kids. We all sat in the pickup truck and I just had the best time. I drank mm-hmm. wine. I was like eating my popcorn. The kids were so happy. You get all rugged up. That is yeah. such a nice thing to do. And in Adelaide, unfortunately, mainline drive-in, I just looked this up recently and I felt like deep grief about this, uh, but it just closed down <gasps> after so many years. And mm. so in Adelaide, we no longer have any more drive-ins. Someone but has a lot to of come in and like buy it. Do. Someone has to come uh, in. Well, and it's do gone it. now. I thought oh. about like, oh, could I set one up on my mm. property? <laughs> I know. I don't have Actually, that much you can. <laughs> I know. We're gonna I put know. the Amazon link in here. Uh, you can definitely Done. like get one of those. You can get a blow. You know how they have like bouncy those houses? houses? Yes. They have a bounce. Yeah, they have a blow up movie screen. Yeah. I yes. know. It's so That's- cool. I've got to do it. Oh my God. Anyway, that was that's like great experience. So I mean, fun. Eric was Eric was telling me about something that he saw the other day about like experiences in life. And there's the I don't know what the Japanese word for it is. I'm gonna butcher the whole thing, but there's this thing about like doing something every month with your family. Like it could be like small things, but like doing an adventure. And then those things, <gasps> yes. if you like look over the years of your life, they add up to so many adventures, right? So it could be like camping or like taking like exactly what we're talking talking about doing a little like, you know, dinner under the stars or, you know, going somewhere that you wouldn't normally go with your kids, mm-hmm. like taking them to a lake and like jumping in. Your kids are like looking at you like, what? This is crazy. Um, oh, but my gosh. I love it. 
these like sweet little adventures that you can do every single month, like really add up and become um, these memories that you have as a family. And you think about like some of the biggest memories that stand out to you in your own childhood or life. And it's usually like not really something massive that you did, you know, it's not like, okay, this was like the trip that we took in the Disneyland cruise or like, you know, it's not something that you like spent all this money on, but it's like these really special core memory moments that you're like, oh yeah, I remember that day that we planted the tree that I got for Earth Day and my new puppy was running around and he kept like taking the dirt and running away with it. Like whatever it was, it's like something cute that is like a memory that is so special, but it's like a little adventure that you do with your family. But anyway. Oh my gosh. Love it so much. I love it so much. Um, So this is saying that Mark has used a lot in his life. And if anyone listened to um, our podcast episodes with him, he's awesome. And he says um, it's the the breakdown to breakthrough, which I think is so such a lovely way to frame when you're navigating any form of adversity is like, all right, this is the breakdown for the breakthrough. And if you guys have been there, I mean, I definitely have. You know when you're at your lowest low and you get to a rock bottom, but then suddenly something shifts and you crack Mm -hmm. open and like the light comes in and Mm -hmm. you're like, whoa, and you start finding expansion. That is that saying, the breakdown to breakthrough. And it has rung so true to me so many times in my life, even recently when I was telling you how I was going through it, like sort of at a crossroads in my life and Mm. what do I want, what do I value, blah, blah, blah. For whatever reason, I was taken to that place and I've had such a beautiful breakthrough and I am feeling so happy And, and also knowing, reminding myself when I was in it, when you're in the place where it feels really hard, there is a breakthrough at the end of this. There's some sort yeah. of gift in the darkness. Mm. Um, and there's that awesome song, Beauty in the Breakdown. I don't know if you remember yes. that song. But <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's just one of those things in life that's so important to wrap your head around but also offers a little bit of comfort when you're in a place that feels really hard. And you say that a lot, Sarah. You always say like, we can do hard things. We can yeah. do hard things. And it's oh, so true. It's so true. And so, and it feels overpowering sometimes, right? But, um, but it's so good. And uh, it's funny. I was just reading, um, I picked up the book Signs Again by Laura Lynn Jackson. And I like, I'm reading this uh, section. And of course, you guys know that I'm obsessed with her and that- and she's going to be coming on the show. And she's coming on the show. And every time I pick up the book, things just happen. Like just weird little things start popping out and happening again. And um, I'm reading this whole thing about her, um, this chapter about her dad, uh, when her dad dies and, um, and this like, you know, sort of new way that she learned and saw and communicated with him. And oh my gosh, the chapter just made me weep. It was so beautiful. Um, but my, the reason I picked it up again is because, um, do you guys remember when I was talking about, um, the video of my dad, like, you know, seeing that and how it was like so emotional, seeing his voice. It, 
right, hearing his voice. And um, Eric was actually listening to the episode. And then he was like, oh, my gosh, like, can I see the video? Like, I didn't see it. And I was like, yeah, it's so funny. I didn't like show it to him. I was running around with Wyatt. And I was like, yeah, of course. And so as soon as I started playing it for Eric, for some reason, it hit me in like a whole other way. And maybe it's because Eric's my person. And like, I feel so safe to fall apart with him. But I immediately just like started crying so hard. And then so much came up in that moment of like, you know, just everything. We talk about grief and like, that's the next one on my list is grief is I'm going to quote Andrew Garfield. um, But grief is is such a beautiful thing, but grief is unexpressed Mm. love. And I do definitely agree with that. There's, you know, these times in life where you're going to lose people that you love. And, um, and if you can really sit in it and feel it and allow yourself those moments to like grieve. And then when you're ready to move through them or, you know, whatever, it's, it's not like it's always, it's just going to go away eventually. It's always going to come back up again. Mm. And if you look at it, the way that he said it was so perfect. Cause I, I got it when he said it, um, grief is unexpressed love. It's like, I really do mm. think that it's like all those times that I miss him, my dad, because, um, there's just stuff that I wish that he was a part of love mm. that I didn't get to give him, you know, at this stage in my life, things that I understand now that I didn't understand back then that I could talk to him about or like whatever yeah. it is. So um, navigating grief, you know, at any age is really um, it's just a lot and everybody handles it differently. But um, that's just like a, a beautiful way. Thank you, Andrew Garfield, um, of oh, expressing that, that a beautiful quote and a way to think about it. Um, that I think is another one on my list. And on that, I want to tap into something else. I'm sure you can speak to this is that um, we don't have our parents forever. We don't have our grandparents forever. I lost my grandparents. Um, all of, I didn't meet two of my grandparents. And then my um, dear Nana died when I was 24. I was very, very close with her. And uh, my pop died when I was eight. So I didn't have my grandparents around for that long. Luckily, I did have Nana around for a fair bit. But I still wish I asked her more questions. I still Mm. wish that I knew more about her life. Um, And she would tell these wonderful stories and I would listen to them like a sponge, but then I never, like I didn't mm. write anything down. I didn't. Yes. I've got one video of her. Um, and then I realized like I want to be able to gift my children with so much wisdom surrounding like who their grandparents were. And, you know, my dad is getting bit older now. I mean, he's 75. Um, and I just, I kept getting ads for this thing. I sent this to you and Eric the other day, um, called Storyworth. Oh, yes. I kept getting ads for it. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to look into what this is. I have got to tell you guys, I spent the $99 on <laughs> buying <laughs> my dad's Storyworth which basically is it was his 75th birthday present from like me and my sisters um and we were like all right 
we're going to do this. And you basically buy them this program that sends them a question once a week. So on a Monday, he gets a question about his life that prompts him to write about his life. Oh, wow. Yes. So it's like, tell us about um, what was your relationship like with your mother when you were a child? I have learned so much about my dad in the last four weeks. It has been the most beautiful thing. And it has given him this like sense of purpose each week. He knows on a Monday he gets his question. And a lot of the time, my dad's very witty, very intellectual, like a sensational writer that I feel like it's cracked open this part of himself creatively, that he's just been sort of going off of what the questions are because the questions can be quite basic like what was it like when you're in year five and tell us your most like memorable adventure when you're a kid he's just gone off and sort of renamed his own chapters he's like all right this chapter of the book would be called bar and he's added photos and there's just so I didn't even know my dad was born premature my dad was like five weeks premature and that was a oh no no more eight weeks premature and that was a really big deal back then in 1948 when he was born and all this stuff and he told me this thing about how like he got 90 like 97 percent on every single thing but his mother was focused on like my grandma was like, well, where did you lose the 3% as opposed to being like, oh my gosh, what an amazing effort. And actually just even that aspect of like the dynamic with his mom has informed me about like the fabric of who my dad is and how Mm. my dad is in the world. And there is just, oh, it's so worth it, guys. I just... I beg everyone, like, spend the money on doing this. Um, 99 bucks. And what I have gotten, <laughs> what I've gotten from this and what my dad has got out of this has been so oh, special. It's so I'm going to now. Cool idea. idea. And yes. then what happens at the end of the year, it gets printed and made into a hardcover book. So it really is the story of their life. Oh, my gosh. That. I know. That's amazing. It's amazing. So I thought it to Sarah and Eric and I was like, you guys need to do it. You got to get it for Debbie. Yeah. Like it's, it's so cool. You have to do it. That is so (laughs) awesome. That would, that would bring me so much joy. I actually for winter's birthday, I made her this book um, of pictures and I put her like birth story at the beginning of it. And, um, you know, what's crazy is I like never thought about um, like a, a three-year-old getting a book and actually sitting there and looking at every picture and talking about it. But just the kind of person that Winter is, she, um, this this is the book from Once Upon. So, you know, Once Upon app. And we did like a whole thing with them because we love mm-hmm. them. I've loved um, them like, They're amazing. Yeah. And they've sponsored some episodes and like, they're amazing. But like, all of that to say that this was so meaningful to Winter. She opened the book and she goes, oh my gosh, that's mommy. That's me as a baby. And then she would like turn a page and she'd be like, that's, you know, 
grandma or nana and she would just look at it and she would laugh at some things and I was like mm. what is happening I had no idea of all the presents on the table at her birthday she opened it and then just looked through every single page and like Wyatt and Esme were like cracking up and Eric and I were like tears in our eyes we were like what this is oh so cute oh my gosh it's um, so sweet so yeah that made me think of that but that's just like such a beautiful those kinds of gifts I think are something that you can like not only enjoy in life but also pass down and look back upon and like it's just so great Mm, I love it okay so going into the unknown is how you expand what is known I loved that I haven't heard that before I was trying to like I was trying to like find something about like jumping into the abyss. Um, remember we had that. <laughs> yes. Remember we had that amazing oh girl on New Earth Mama, Emma. Yes. And she was like, you know, if I, I butcher it as well, but it was like um, falling into the abyss only to find you land on a feather bed or something like yes, that. Anyway, yes, it totally Do you remember was, that? Yeah. And I yes. was like, oh, my God. I guess that's that similar notion to like break down, to break through. Yeah. But yes. um, going into the unknown is how you expand what is known. Well, I love that so much because for me, one of the most exciting things in life is learning. I love learning. I want to forever be learning. And um, I was talking to the kids about this the other day. You can learn something every single day from every interaction. You get into a conversation with someone and you're learning about that person and it's like so much expansion that is just one of my favorite things in life um and this goes into my other one as well which is like asking really good questions yeah um I will never forget being on the set of warm bodies and I met for the first time this actor Dave Franco he was playing my boyfriend Perry before I fell in love with the zombie played by Nicholas Holt (laughs) um so Dave Franco, I still remember this, asks amazing questions. Like really thoughtful, interesting, left of center questions. And like he's learning so much about people. And I just thought that was such a cool, admirable Yeah, that's amazing. Asking good questions, like not the generic questions, the really interesting, like left of center questions questions to like find out more but that goes into all the the learning stuff that I love so Mm -hmm. much about life in every interaction in every experience you could be learning and expanding and the only way to find growth is to do things that take you a little bit out of the comfort zone I think if you stay within your like comfort zone I don't think that there's I don't think it's as easy to expand, but if you're sort of pushing yourself and sort of looking outside of like the Mm. norm, then there are ways in which you can crack open and start learning even more, which is why I also love like going into like a conversation with someone who's might have like really different ideals from me or just have different life experiences because you can sit, ask questions and you're learning and you're expanding. So that's, that's another part of life. I just love so so much I love it so much I mean I get like it's funny I I hear you saying that about people asking questions and sometimes I get like a little nervous when people are asking me like big questions about life but I feel like a lot of times 
um, in life. And maybe it's just because I don't have a lot of surface conversations, but I feel like I get in really deep with people right away. So it's like, we, yeah, like I'll, I'll, you know, ask a question, how are you? And I really mean it like when I'm, you know, talking to somebody and then it's like, you know, so much stuff starts coming out and then, you know, you're standing there outside of school drop off and you realize that you've just like gotten so deep into a conversation with somebody about something really vulnerable and personal. And like, I have many times had somebody go like, um, oh, uh, gosh, sorry that I got so into this, you know, why did, I don't know why I started talking so much about this. And, and I'm always like, no, it's totally fine. Like, don't, you know, don't say sorry. Like, it's good to have these conversations. And I think for people to, you know, feel good about opening up and sharing and, and, Mm. and to know that that is exactly what you're saying. It's only going to expand and, um, and help you to grow even more. So do you have any more? I do. I have another one. Uh, jump into cold water. If it's the ocean, <sighs> if it's a lake, if it's a creek, whatever it is, it's going to be freezing, but jump into <laughs> it. And then when you get out of it, notice how amazing you feel because mm. your body actually releases all these really incredible, happy um I don't know, hormones or adrenaline or endorphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the things. I mean, I'm not a scientist, um, but if you <laughs> well, just Google that. You know the feeling. <laughs> People know the feeling. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Um, but anyway, jump into a freezing cold ocean or lake or water. It's amazing. I love it so much. (laughs) I remember doing that at a school. Uh, We went like camping with the Sunshine Shack parents like years ago. And um, we had been trying for a baby for, I don't know, actually it wasn't that long. It was a poet that was a much quicker conception. But, and I remember like that morning I had like tested to see if I was pregnant and I was not pregnant. Uh, And I was like, oh, and I was with everyone. I was like, oh man, like, okay. And I was like sitting at the beach feeling sorry for myself. And I am not really a water. I do not go in the ocean at the beach that often, unless it's like very warm, like I'm in the Maldives or something. Um, (laughs) And then I was like, oh, whatever. I grabbed this boogie board and I ran into the ocean and everyone's like, wait, what? Mark's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm <laughs> boogie boarding. Woo! I, and I went nuts. It was freezing cold. Like it was so cold. And I spent an hour in the water, like riding waves and feeling so exhilarated. And I was like, oh my God, I felt amazing. Like, why don't I do this more often? Yeah. And then later that night I tested again and there was a faint little second line. Stop. And I was like, what? And I felt like there was just something, I don't know what it was, but there was just something, obviously poet was like, you're getting in that water, bum. you're getting in that water and you're going to wow. stop sulking. Wow. And yeah, it was so cool. And I vividly remember that experience. And I have my friend Katie is like, that the day you found out was the day that you were like in the ocean riding the waves with all the kids. And I was like, I know it was so wild. The ocean um, is a powerful force. I mean, you know, I, I wrote this in my story about pregnancy loss, but, um, and you'll remember this Taz, but for anybody yeah. that doesn't know that part, I mean, that day that I, that weekend that I had like found out and, and it was just, there was just, it was so much and so overwhelming that I had had a pregnancy loss. Um, Eric is the one who was like, 
go out into the ocean and like, you know, take some moments for yourself. And he, you know, he was like, take the paddleboard, go out there. And I like took the paddleboard out and I was way, way out all by myself. And I jumped off the paddleboard into the open water. Right. And then got back on the paddleboard and just laid there. And I cried so hard and I cried Mm. everything out. And I was just like talking to that soul and talking to the universe and just like to my body. And I was just expressing, expressing like all of those big feelings. And, um, it's really powerful. And I Mm. think, um, Gosh, I, I really it. feel like it helped me to heal so much. Oh my um, gosh. We got halfway through, by the wow. way. Wow. Did we? <laughs> did we? we? Did. I feel like I almost got all mine out. My like, last two I'm I'm gonna spit out. Spit become it out. best friends with become best friends with boundaries and um which we talk about all the time. It's very good yes. to have boundaries, boundaries, so boundaries, guys. Boundaries. Because so then you're actually saying yes to yourself, which is That's a good right. thing. That was one of um, mine. Okay. And then uh, my last one is life is to be enjoyed. Are you enjoying it? So mm, that is so, cause we, we go through life and we're just in the motions of everything. Mm. And it's like, but wait, stop a second. Are you having fun? Are you yes. having fun? Because this is the life that you get. Are you enjoying it? And if you're not make the shift so that you are finding joy. I love that. That's amazing. Okay, guys, starting a new decade today. <laughs> Um, all right, I just have one more, one more little thing here. One second. Okay. Happy birthday, Mama! I love you so much. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> what? That is so cute. <laughs> How cute is that? <laughs> I die. What? I was like, wait, what is she about to play right now? I'm so red. Oh, <laughs> how cute. Oh, that was winter, everyone. It was winter. Oh, it was winter's little gorgeous voice. I can't. I'm so teary. Oh my oh. gosh. <laughs> well, so we love sweet. you. Oh, we love you. you. And I'm so glad you were born. And you're one of the bestest friends in my entire life. And you're such an amazing oh. person. And everyone Thank listening you. loves you and appreciates you. And you're just so special. We love you and happy birthday. Thank you. That makes me cry. <laughs> and me too. Um, I'm a bit teary. Uh, I love you so much. I love um, you so much. You guys, thanks for celebrating with me today. And and um, we would love to hear all of your um things in life that have like that you've learned from your like your 40 for 40 or whatever you want to call it but these um little tidbits so send them to us and we'll put them up on our stories and um so excited to hear everything that you guys have to share um thanks daisies you can find us on apple podcast spotify wherever you listen to podcasts we'll see you next week Woo! Bye! Bye! (laughs) Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. 
And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.